Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pop, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Merchandise today. Welcome back to Curse Code and Crown, a live play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse Code and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! There has to be some sort of, like, useful thing in the tomb that's gonna fucking help us. So I'm just like, book it, book it for, uh, for Duncan. Do you to help. resummon the Yellow Blade? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. So, great. So as you're running, you just have your hand out, and it's, yeah. it's classic Thor, like, I can run away and my, my weapon yeah. follows. Totally. Um, and uh, you look back, and it has not followed. What? And you briefly hear a, a voice in your head say, not yet. What? Karen, was that you? Uh, sorry, uh, are we talking again? Because, like, you told me to shut up earlier, and that was very rude. Yeah, but just, like, we're going to have to come up with sort of, like, how we talk during, like, battle and stuff. So, um, I'm really sorry, and I, 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 I sincerely apologize. But, like, did you just speak to me? No, I've been thinking very deep coy thoughts. 
well then like something's got my sword something's got my sword so get a different sword no (laughs) so dumb soul bound to me i don't know what that means but like it like just, has a deeper connection than you and i and that's saying something wow that is not fair i talk to you does your sword talk to you i don't think so i don't know but something else just talked to me and there was something weird on my sword and it went all ripply wait and you're hanging out with other people and you didn't invite me it's I am a goddamn familiar. Do you know what that means? I get to go places with you. I thought you were cool. You are going fucking places with me. You're on my fucking armor. In the background, Jesus, we just hear Karen. wizards getting screaming. Oh yeah, w- witches are just being like shredded. Yeah. Also, I Bacchus feel like is on his shell. Like <laughs> 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 Gwendolyn's just like clapping. Like, get it together, Karen. <laughs> You know what? Uh, I think I'm just going to go to my room and listen to some music for a bit, and we can talk about this later. Goodbye. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking, where's my blade? Uh, and you continue to run. Uh, Maka, uh, Gwendolyn seems to be having a stroke. Uh, what do you do? You're rolling on your shell. Yeah, yeah. I managed to finally rock Use the mace one just way. Like- Ooh. And then enough to, to get the other way and I get up. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm going to use my action to activate my symbiotic entity. Give me them tasty, tasty temporary hit points because those, <laughs> those Omnirats hit hard. Uh, so I've got 25 hit points, which is good, and I'm stronger. Does that bring you to ways. a total of 26? <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Um, And I think I'm up on my feet and, and running behind uh, Gwendolyn. Could you roll me a perception check, please, sir? This is a good roll. Perception. Oh, yeah. Uh, 22. Um, so as you kind of look back, um, obviously hearing the screams of witches as the Omnirass begin to consume them and sort of like pound the gate. Because uh, these ones are obviously coming up and over. Front gate still needs to open to let the witches in. Uh, the rest of the Chimerans, um, you see the Elos Blade uh, seeming to kind of snicker-snack its way through um, one of the Omniraths. And the Omniraths is still coming, but um, almost think of it uh, like a needle that's injecting and withdrawing. So it's like going into whatever creature it can see, and then slowly you see that creature just drain into the blade. Hmm. Um, but seemingly outside of Gwendolyn's control. I don't know that there's anything Maka could do about this. It's just something you notice as you run. Yeah. She's busy yelling at Karen or she would have noticed. We'll just file that away under concerning behavior of a a flying sword. You guys have quite a a binder of those now, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So many discussions to have later with so many people. Yeah. There's a later now? Uh, I, I am still maintaining concentration to keep my moonbeam up, though, just to keep burning away. Oh, at, great. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, does the effect happen on your turn or its turn? Happens on the enemy turns, as long as it's in the radius. On my turn, I spend an action to move it. So I use an action to um, bolster myself. My next action will be to move it over the gate. Gotcha. Oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah. But for now, it's got to wait. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So um, just to speed things along, um, you and Gwendolyn are kind of like booking it into the audience hall. Um, you can hear the gates splintering behind you. Um, and uh, Gwendolyn, just as you reach uh, the assembly hall, uh, the Ellos Blade um, comes uh, soaring back into your hand. Um, it flies in in like a reverse grip, uh, which isn't mm-hmm. standard for you. Um, but as it lands, uh, as soon as your your fingers wrap around it, uh, you feel a jolt kind of run through you, and it feels like the sword is 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 fucking juiced up. Um, the blade is shimmering, uh, and it is now a plus one weapon. Whoa! Hey. Um. I throw my mace. <laughs> Do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, you know how I said uh, that you can use your wooden arm for a shillelagh? Congratulations. Your wooden arm is now your shillelagh. Um, yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah, it, uh, it, as it settles into your hand, you again think you see um, a faint smile uh, on the surface of the blade. Uh, and the mouth seems to form the words, good enough for now. I'm holding my sword like in front of me with both hands and just yell, who are you as I'm running? <laughs> I'm Karen. We've been over this. Uh, and then the you, two of you Karen. rush in. Um, all right, uh, Duncan, it all comes down to this. Um, the one safe cracker is is literally burning up as she, she breaks through this. Uh, it's you and the murderer of uh, your dear sweet friend, the butcher. What do you do? Uh, Duncan swings the uh, the scabbard of unlikely fellowship, the flag between the assassin and the bomb diffuser. Uh, and he says, you've made me kill an innocent person and you killed the ruler of the Lord of Byproduct. So let me say with the greatest pleasure, I challenge you to a duel. Uh, and he whips out his rapier and he's ready to just fuck this guy up duel style. So he's going to use uh, a swashing point to enhance his assault because this is like, this is literally the shit he was born to do. Like, he's functioning at 10,000% normal. Uh, and he's just going to go at this guy with the rapier. So let's see. Like, put himself between him and the bomb diffuser. And now he is just like an avatar for justice. I think, like, he didn't know who he was last night. but And he may not know in five minutes, but he knows right now. Hmm. Um, so he's swinging in hard. All right. This is... The amount of bonus I have right now is grotesque. That becomes... Say that after your roll, though, dude. <laughs> We've learned. No, 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 because <laughs> I rolled a four, but uh, it's actually a 15 with my current stack of bonuses. Ooh, fucking I mean, hell. yeah, that'll do barely, but yeah, Great. Man, not bad that for works. a four. That's the first strike. So that one does... Uh, that one does 10 piercing damage uh, from the first one. And then the second one comes around. Uh, and over his shoulder, he, he like quips to the bomb diffuser as he keeps his like elaborate display of defense. So he's like, you need some more blood there, friend. Uh, one say no, she says, as like her skin begins to crackle. Oh, my God. Wonderful. Just give me a second. Uh, And he's going to go for the jugular with the slash this time. Because if he can just open this guy up, he'll spray the wall. Uh, And his attack is another four. But it becomes a 15. 
a 16 because I rolled oh. one better on bless. So that works. I thought you were frozen for I a second. I also thought you were frozen. Yeah. I, I was very concerned. It only happens was, when you do something dramatic and good. So. I was in my heart. Uh, and that one is uh, 11 damage. Fuck yeah. Um, so you slice across the jugular and um, the safe cracker uh, is sprayed with blood. The wall is sprayed with blood. A bunch of the runes begin to glow. Uh, and as uh, she burns up, uh, you just hear her say like, ah, cool mist. Um, and then um, she uh, goes supernova. She becomes a blinding white light. Wow. Um, and suddenly all of the carvings she's made um, sync up um, in sort of brilliant silver light uh, and the uh, massive circular doorway erupts uh, in all directions and uh, Duncan you quickly kind of drop into a defensive stance um, but as the, the shards of metal hit you um, they just evaporate into mist um, which is right, uh, conveniently, uh, the moment that um, uh, Maka and Gwendolyn arrive at the top of the stairs. Um, the three of you, do you, do you say anything to each other? You're, you're, you have a brief second before you, you head into the tomb. Um, Maka will uh, just uh, uh, look, look at Duncan. How does Duncan look? Duncan looks about... You've seen him almost dead, and you've seen him fine, and he's pretty square in the middle of the two. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, he's fucked up, and he's bloody, but he's not down. Like, you would believe he would throw himself into a duel again. Not fully suicidal, but, like, a chunk of the way there. Okay, if, if he's seeing blood and seeing that, you know, maybe, like, breathing heavy, a little out of breath, oh, yes. but ready for more, um, uh, he would still... Um, Wordlessly, just approach, hand on the shoulder, cure wounds, um, and that'll just be one d8 plus my modifier. Nice, another eight, beautiful. Uh, plus seven, uh, fifteen. Oh, thank you. Oh, Duncan feels so reinvigorated, uh, and he just looks at you and says, "I may not know magic, but if I ever learn any, I owe you so many favors." <laughs> Um, at which point, uh, Gwendolyn, having yelled at your sword and yelled at Karen, um, you just kind of like raise your arms in in vague like "why fucking me" frustration. Uh, at which point, a portrait is dropped into them, um, and as you look up, uh, you see a frog hanging uh, from the uh, feet of a sparrow, uh, and Murgatroyd says, uh, "Hey, go uh, sort shit out. Okay, good luck." This is what my voice has been the whole time. <laughs> and um, uh, Jack Sparrow's like, uh, yes, yeah, just go oh, do man, the things like him. <laughs> After all, I'm and Murgatroyd's like, stop fucking talking. We got to go help the general. Uh, and off they fly. And he's like, man, I'm going to get real tired of you after exactly one movie. Um, <laughs> so um, portrait in hand, um, the, uh, the, the badger says, Good. Quickly now. Bring me in. Oh, fuck. All right. Uh, so the three of you descend into the tomb. Uh, and as advertised, it is full of uh, a number of kind of uh, golden riches and, uh, you know, important looking vases, some of which may or may not be bound spirits. You'll never know. 
but um, yeah, very much like an Egyptian tomb. So sarcophagus, in this case, um, leaning against the wall rather than flat against uh, the center. Um, but there have kind of been useful things piled up in and around. Um, uh, Duncan, um, you look down at your blade and uh, you note that it's um, at this point actually fairly um, dented. Uh, you've been doing a lot of not proper rapier fighting um, and uh, this last battle, every time you dinged against the claws, they seem to take chunks out of it. Um, so as loath as you are to relinquish your blade, um, there is an incredibly fine looking rapier uh, amongst this. The guard uh, seems to be a hollowed out skull, which is a little alarming. Um, but um, as you kind of tap it, you feel that it, it feels metallic despite clearly being organic. Yeah, I mean, at first this seems alarming, but in the end I have to remember I'm already dead. Uh, and then I'll take up the skull rapier because it matches my soul uh great uh <laughs> it is a plus one rapier uh and it is considered magical nice now tom because my brain is bad does that mean it is plus one to attack or plus one to plus attack one to hit and, and damage plus one to damage both Dope. plus one to hit and plus yeah. one to damage yep that's why it's I so like cool. that a lot um, you approach the sarcophagus and uh, the figure carved into the outside is holding a blade um, over uh, its chest uh, and you hear the portrait just say yes, okay use the blade slice directly down the center of the picture now I must warn you I do not have full recollection of my capabilities nor do I know what she has accomplished in my absence Things might get weird. All right. Now, am I supposed to use this blade? They'd mentioned a dagger earlier. It's Is a dagger. Specific? That held, she has a dagger held against her chest on the sarcophagus. Got it. All right. Let's see how this all plays out. Uh, and Duncan will take up the dagger uh, and just say, Justice, if this destroys this blade, do not curse me. Uh, and then he'll <laughs> stab the blade in uh, and draw it through the middle of the sarcophagus, however hard or easy that is. Cool. So, sorry, the sarcophagus blade? Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, so you do that, and um, you hear just a, a, a sigh. Um, and as you do so, um, as soon as the blade touches uh, the um, uh, canvas, I guess for lack of a better term, it begins to split, um, but also the gold of the sarcophagus begins to melt. Um, and a hand just comes shooting directly through it, um, grabbing uh, at the portrait. Um, and you, you just hear uh, a voice cackle and say, Too late! Uh, and then the hand begins to grow. And around you the walls begin to melt. And the figure that stumbles out of the melting sarcophagus seems skeletal at first, but then begins to grow in mass. And you feel the entire structure around you beginning to melt. At the same time, uh, the badger has fallen out of the picture and is beginning to writhe and twist. Um, and is slowly elongating. Uh, the fur is beginning to fall out. Its neck is becoming longer. Um, and you realize that uh, the entire the entire keep is turning to sand uh, around you uh, as these two creatures begin to to grow in size. What do you do? Uh, 
Duncan would say like, I think we picked our dog in this fight. Uh, and then he'd start trying to climb onto and like ground himself in the badger. Cause the badger's got a fur that's getting longer, right? Like uh, first fallen out, uh, there are scales under it. It's alarming, but yeah, you can, you can like grab on. Um, Fuck. Yeah. I think it's just pick a monster and hang on to it. Cause they'll get out of the sand. Yep. Uh, Gwendolyn, Maka, what do you do? I, I'm just following Duncan's lead in a sheer panic. Uh, yeah, Maka will will do the same. Um, you just hear uh, the the badger creature as um, uh, a a frill begins to like burst out of its neck. Um, uh, just say, "Yes, good. Hang on. Uh, this is the weird I was talking about." And as everything falls to sand around you, uh, the badger begins to elongate. Its jaw begins to to stretch. Um, And uh, slowly but surely, it grows in size uh, as the the keep falls away around uh, you and the creature from the sarcophagus. Um, Witches on both sides watch in awe and horror as their god becomes flesh. Um... The badger elongates, its arms elongate until it's kind of a long, vaguely reptilian, vaguely badger-faced monstrosity. Think almost a um, uh, sort of um, how a lot of uh, 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 Chinese drawings depict dragons. So like the long body, um, long arms. You can see smaller arms starting to grow uh, as it uh, embraces its full power outside of the portrait. Uh, meanwhile, the creature from the sarcophagus is uh, a mass of um, sort of uh, emaciated bone and muscle, uh, and it seems to just be picking up omniraths and just, just like squishing them across itself uh, to gain musculature. Um, so its body is kind of full of small limbs reaching and grasping. Uh, and soon, both creatures somewhat stand scraping the sky uh for all of you uh this is uh shy of orvel about as high as you've ever been on a creature um and with uh the armies resuming their combat around their feet you hanging on to the bottom foot of uh the uh creature claiming to be crecate uh the kaiju fight begins (laughs) let them fight um, so you are at the very bottom of Crecate. Uh, refer, sorry, for visual sake, we're going to say the badger and Crecate. Crecate being the thing that came out of the sarcophagus. Great. Um, you'll still have to ultimately make that call later because okay. drama. Uh, so you're well, at the foot of the if badger. If they both make it. <laughs> uh, the uh, Crecate thing, again, think like a massive um, fucking classic spooky ass mummy, um, are beginning to literally like fight and where they're they're they are kind of wrestling and slashing each other uh please do imagine the amount of magic that is occurring as this is happening um mm. when you know uh the um the the creature from the sarcophagus rakes its claws across um the badger uh its hands become like um electric like think psylocke like electric scythes um, and similarly, when the badger strikes back, its its face briefly uh, just becomes an unending void, um, and the two of them begin to exchange blows. Here's your deal. You are currently at the foot of the badger. Um, the badger is 
immediately, although large, um, shown to be outmatched in this case. Crackgate's uh, power is much, much, much more vast than what this thing is. Admittedly, impressive that it's been able to do this much. Um, but without your assistance, it will lose. So, strap on your Shadow of the Colossi gear and let's go to work. What do you do? Um, Mach is going to start climbing with yes. his... <laughs> With his good climbing arm. <laughs> Great. Um, go ahead and roll me athletics with advantage, please. That's a 19 on the die. Plus two. 21. Great. Um, so much like a lot of the checks we've been doing this game, this will be a uh, sort of a level to degree based check. Uh, so, Maka, you managed to climb uh, one level up on the badger. Okay. Um, Gwendolyn and Duncan, what do you do? Um, uh, I, I realize I have to give um, our badger friend as much advantage uh, as it can get. So I think I, I throw the Ellis blade and just try to hit Crecate right between the eyes, if okay. I can. Yep, go ahead and roll. Whoa. I'll give you advantage because you're throwing it a giant. Nice. That's great. Um that's still only 12 um you throw the blade um and uh almost immediately you realize how much of a vast distance there is when things are this big yeah. it's kind of like haha and then you're like oh i'm trying to hit a tower <laughs> uh it's easy to theoretically hit a tower but between the eyes is a very broad but very far away target uh yeah, so fair. no dice um <laughs> and then i assume you begin to climb yes yeah give me damn athletics please all righty Oh, not one. Cool. Um, Duncan, not cool. Uh, I will give you advantage if you're climbing uh, Kratos style, uh, digging blades. Um, mm -hmm. But that's assuming you want to climb. What do you do? Well, what happened with Gwendolyn? Did she fall or is she just not moving? That's, uh, I'm going to explain that as your turn continues. Currently nothing. She threw her blade. <laughs> she starts to climb. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. The series features Claire Blackwood as Red, Ryan LaPlante as Adrian Diesel, and Tyler Hewitt as Old Man Richter in a world created by Keeper Tom McGee. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive. For they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now. Okay, then... If I, I I would look at the he, like he would look at the feet basically to be like if I go down there am I just gonna get stomped because the thing he knows is like big stuff falls hard if you hit little joints at the bottom. Um, given so from where you're looking, uh, not only is it a, a high risk that you, you just get stomped, there's also a fucking war happening down there now. Like it's just at this point it is, um, almost kind of like it's it's literally a swirling melee because there's like the entire keep has descended into sand. 
the entire landscape is undulating. Like, it's just people fighting whoever they can see with dust in their eyes. So you could go down there, but, like, bad. No, I think the answer is, like, he's not sure what to do, and there's no opening where he matters right now, but he mm. will do damn better if he can hit something in the face than if he can hit it in the feet. So he'll climb. Admittedly, based on your earlier logic, uh, you know, everything has a face, uh, and uh, the Crackgate monster uh, has eyes. So, granted, those eyes are, like, taller than you, but um, that's never stopped you before. No, no, no. That means it's hard to miss. Um, all right. So, um, I will let you roll with uh, acrobatics, I suspect, because I don't feel like you're like, a, I will tough climb. It's more of a yeah, no. leap no, from he's... scale to scale, grab hair where you can. Ugh. Beautiful. Fortunate. A nat one, but followed oh. by a nat 20. Oh, my God. Gotta love that advantage. A nat 20. Okay, so then I'll say as Gwendolyn begins to climb, uh, you kind of leap, leap, um, and then you notice uh, her start to fall. And I think based on your earlier dragging of her, you realize that because of the way her Azul is holding the armor together, you don't need to drag the whole armor up. Uh, so you just grab under um, like a bicep plate and just hang on enough that she stabilizes. So basically, Ryan, I'm going to use your nat 20 to um, Negate her cancel one. her one. Uh, and oh, both of nice. you are uh, on the same level as Maka. I'm just going to number these for ease uh, rising. So you one was base level. Uh, you're on two, three, four, five. Um, Ryan, uh, as someone who studied uh, mythology a bit and uh, sort of tall tales, uh, just for the ease of my brain also because it's important to me because I planned it this way, um, you realize that uh, the creature you are climbing uh, no longer resembles a, a badger. It now, in fact, resembles uh, something out of uh, what you always assume to be a children's tale. Uh, it seems to be some kind of jabberwocky. Hmm. So there's no mechanical effect, but I don't want to call it a badger no more because that ain't what it is. No, so we got the Jabberwocky. Uh, in the history and mythology of this world, as opposed to what Ryan knows about the Jabberwocky, mm-hmm. what does he know about Jabberwockies? Because he would know those myths, and that would affect any it decisions. It would be about- very similar to Alice in Wonderland. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, can you roll me an insight check? Oh, thank God. Roll. That is a 21. Damn, son. Uh, based on your understanding of how the Shadowlands work, uh, if it's in fact uh, a, a space built of nightmares, if you were a creature trapped in a picture frame that couldn't really do much, you sure shit could feed on things people were having nightmares about up on Gren. So you suspect that this is, uh, in vaguely Ghostbusters form, um, the form of the Destroyer. This is what this creature could create of itself based on uh, likely nightmares caused by this story that you are also familiar (laughs) with. So less that it is this, more that it is feeding off the idea of that. and Yes, it's a spooky evil creature, but it could be just a mask of a spooky evil creature because that's powerful. Got it. Slightly better than a badger if you're going to kaiju fight. Yeah, if you had to pick. Uh, Cool. Okay, Uh, top of the round. Said kaiju fight. Um... All right. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the uh, the mummy um, gets a, a square uh, strike in. Uh, you can see wings beginning to form um, off the back at uh, kind of layer four of the Jabberwocky. 
Um, and uh, you just see um, the mummy kind of uh, in vaguely Goku fashion raise its arms um, up and the, uh, the, the sort of spinning moon of Jossie disappears um, as it seems to almost uh, summon uh, the, the black sun. Um, and with a mighty fist, it just fucking palms it at the Jabberwocky. Uh, and it, uh, it comes barreling down uh, the side of the body, uh, annihilating an arm, carving a trench. And I need all of you to roll me a dexterity save, please. Shit. 14. Nine. Twelve. Okay. Um, so Gwendolyn and uh, Duncan, you do manage to dodge um, because if this thing hit you, it would just annihilate you. Um, oh, fuck. I rolled so low and you are <laughs> so very lucky. Uh, that is um, 11 points of damage on cool. 4d12. So, Shit. Nice. Yeah. Lucky. Uh, Maka, you're fine. Uh, again, this thing carves a trench. Incidentally, <laughs> um, you are uh, able to climb to the next level easier now uh, because there's, you know, exposed ribs and things uh, rather than scales. Uh, so I'm going to give you a gimme up to level three. Um, the sun uh, hits the ground behind the Jabberwocky um, and uh, just like a like a comet hitting the earth um, just blasts into the sand um, and a, there's a shock wave and uh, you see you know Omnirath's blown away you see witches blown away uh, as the dust settles they're back up and fighting um, but uh, the sun itself uh, seems to be slowly fading out of existence, uh, and the sky is now just an, an endless red. Um, top of the round, I'm going to go by the same uh, initiative we had earlier. Top of the round is Duncan. Great. Uh, Duncan's going to keep climbing, and I think he'll yell at the other two, like, if there's anything you can do to distract the other giant bastard, now's the time! Uh, and he's just Kratosing up. That's all he's got, so. Cool. Go ahead and roll acrobatics, please. And that is uh, 17. Nice. Kratosing right. away. Yep. Uh, so you, you've reached the end of the uh, the flesh trench, um, but uh, you're now up at level four, uh, which is roughly uh, the shoulders. Uh, Gwendolyn. Um, just hoping, just going to climb as high as I yep. can and throw that. Blade Ellis again. Blade again, because that's... Fuck, that's all I have right now. So, uh, strength check, is it? Athletics, please. Oh, athletics check? Yeah. Uh, 18. Fuck yeah, that's a good climb. Um, so, yep, you're up at level 4 now as well. And Maka. Say, du Duncan's left knife and sword handholds you can <laughs> use climbing up the path. <laughs> awesome. Do, do, can I throw my uh, sword? Uh, or no? Yeah, sure, go ahead. I think you're still probably too far away for this to matter, but who knows? Uh, 23 to hit. All right. Um, I'll say it's enough uh, to give disadvantage on uh, the next uh, kaiju round. Sweet. Tyler. Um, 
Yes. Uh, how far away is the the mummy? Is the enemy kaiju? Yep. And we're on the Jabberwocky. Yep. Okay. How far away is the mummy as I'm scaling this other creature? Uh, it varies um, between about 200 and 100 feet, depending on. Okay. They've got not, pretty good reach. Not much I can do that way then. Yeah. Uh, so I will instead cast uh, enhance ability. Just place my hand on the side of the Jabberwocky, uh, and oh and, shit, and try to basically enhance its its abilities in this fight. Um, and let's go with. Um, I don't know what this thing can do yet, but let's say I, I will endow it with bull's strength. The target has advantage on strength checks, and his or her carrying capacity doubles. <laughs> Jabberwocky, I've got good news. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's me, your nephew, Tom Jabberwocky. You can finally carry all those arrows. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that is damn impressive, sir. Um, the... Uh, spores begin to um, sort of spread across uh, the uh, Jabberwocky. And similar to how um, uh, Gwendolyn felt when she gra- re-grabbed the Ellos Blade, uh, this is the first time you've, like, powered up a purely magical being. Um, so it is, a, it is a fucking jolt to your system. Um, I'll give you advantage on your next skill check of any sort uh, or okay. ability check. Um, but, uh, yeah, you see, uh, the Jabberwocky kind of roll its shoulders, uh, despite the fucking trench that's been cut down through it by the sun. And, uh, in a voice that, uh, shakes your very bones, it just says, thank you. Bring us to its round. So disadvantage to the mummy and like bull strength to the, uh, Jabberwocky. Okay, that's very good. <laughs> All right, I rolled a, a 20 for uh, the Jabberwocky. So, like a nat 20. So it... Um, oh, nice. It uh, reaches back, uh, and, like, obviously it's just been hit by the sun, which kind of sucked. Um, so it just, like, reaches down, uh, and then um, with um, a, a, just a scream of, of fury... Uh, it just yells in classic Agent Smith fashion, This is my world! And just fucking uppercuts uh, uh, the mummy, who does a full Brad Pitt getting uppercutted and snatch uh, oh, yeah. backward flop. Um, in the distance, you think you can see uh, the pink, the remnants of a pink cathedral and a city, uh, and the mummy just fucking slams down into um, Avalon, uh, crashing through buildings and towers, um, taking a massive amount of damage before struggling back to its feet um, and crying in a seemingly incomprehensible voice. There there doesn't seem to be um, language, that, at least that you can understand. Um, cool. Top of the round. Uh, Duncan, um, for the ease of massive combat like this, we're going to say that uh, they're moving back into close range with each other. Um, one more climb will get you uh, roughly on top of this thing's head. Great. Uh, do I need to be on top of this thing's head to be grounded enough to shoot the other guy in the eye? That's all he's got is just shoot him in the face. Um, when they get close enough, you could jump to the other thing. 
Ooh, if you feel so Oh, yeah, that sounds awful. That sounds stupid and suicidal, but you know what? I'm already dead. So, yes, whatever. So the best vantage point for the jump will be from the top of the head, yep. I imagine. Largely because, again, <laughs> if you like, we're thinking of this thing almost as like um, uh, a snake with uh, mm. like a weird elongated half lamprey, half badger face. Um, so it can also if it feels you up there, it's going to start striking with its mouth at to help. Dope. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, then fuck yeah, I'm climbing like a motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Uh, one one more time, brother. Go ahead and roll. All right. And that is a dirty 20. Nice. Fuck yeah. You are you are up there. You are uh, the coolest haircut uh, this Badger Walkies has ever had. Um, so yeah, you're you're uh, standing dramatically atop it. I'm going to find out what happens to these guys and then I'll narrate the scene. Um I assume same deal, Gwendolyn and Maka, just uh, making your way to the top. Yeah. So go ahead and roll yeah. roll your checks, please. Maka, please include your uh, advantage, given that you're using your climbing arm. 18? 14. All right, that's enough for both of you. Just- so the three of you reach um, reach the top and uh, stand with, with clouds kind of surrounding you. <laughs> as uh, the badger walkie uh, closes distance on uh, the mummy, um, uh, the uh, badger walkie, badger walkie um, growls at you. I have not forgotten our deal. Help me end this. Um, and uh, with that, she just full on like jaws go wide, just fucking snaps in at this thing's neck. Um, this seems to be your one chance. What do you do? Do not miss your chance to blow. But beyond that, do not throw away your shot. Okay, beyond that, what do you do? Say, on on the way in, I think Duncan, who's braced himself for, like, the launch forwards, sprints, and then he's going to full Kratos in the air as it's going in for the stab, and he just wants to put two knives right through its eye. Like, he wants to Drax through the giant yellow goo <laughs> thing at the beginning yep. of Guardians. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so, Ryan, you start rolling that. I'm going to find out what these guys are doing. Uh, Gwendolyn, what what do you do? Um, It's like a... a just like a two-handed, well, because it's, you know, a great sword. Um, and it's just like jumping off, like with all of my might, uh, trying to just get, <laughs> I actually want to go up like through its nose. <laughs> it does have one of those weird like desiccated mummy noses. So like, yeah, you can, yeah, you can totally just like, I figured that's like an easy way to get to the yep. brain. Go so. for it. And Maka, what do you do? Maka's, uh, he's just making the jump. They just off the Jabberwocky just like like perish like uh like just free fall like arms open and legs kind of wide to like help stabilize him as he flies onto this other creature's face cool uh go ahead and roll uh mock i'm gonna give you advantage because you're not trying to attack okay and what do you call that athletics uh yeah please okay 18 okay attack rolls from uh gwendolyn and duncan please Tom, I want to throw this out there. Could I use a swashing point to use lunge to give myself advantage on the jump? I would give you, this Dope. is the one time you can Adam McNamara <laughs> brace your way through this. Uh, yeah, normally I wouldn't ask, but I'm like, eh, this feels like getting that extra distance would be nice. Honestly, it's a pretty useless ability, except in exact instances like this. So yeah, sure, you can have it. Yeah. Uh, I'm imagining acrobatics for the jump, playing yep, to his strengths. for you. Yeah. <gasps> 
Nat motherfucking 20! Uh, <laughs> as he takes to the air with both blades in his hands, Duncan Jesse yells, Justice, witness me! Uh, and, and goes for the Amazing. eyes. Uh, and Gwendolyn, what did you get? Um, so I rolled... Uh, well, I so I got an 8. Um, but I... I, I would like to think like I sense myself like missing, mm-hmm. and so I like as my bonus action I release the Ellos blade and have it do like a loop the loop and hit where I want it to, or at least try. Okay, dope. Yeah, 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 all right. And that's a nat one. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two and one. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, so um, Maka, you kind of uh, throw wide um, your arms starting to expand uh, to clutch properly and as you 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 land in a face full of mummy um, you see uh, Duncan um, truly um, become one with his his beliefs and his God as he slashes directly through the iris of this creature and you think you hear him screaming dawnbreaker oaths as his his uh path of chaos continues um and looking looking back uh to see where gwendolyn ended up um you see her leap um and as duncan makes contact and as uh the badger walkie bites again uh, you see the mummy stumble backward, and you realize that uh, though Gwendolyn judged the jump correctly, uh, her target is no longer there. And as she is just in in like just in midair, um, you see uh, almost a, a moment of peace and resolve um, as she just throws her hand forward, and the Ellos blade um, soars out of it uh, into. Uh, the nose of the creature and as you hear Duncan kind of cutting and slashing um, you see its head like bouncing as the blade clearly cleaves through Um, and knowing uh, that at the very least she's protected the two of you you think you see just almost a, a hint of relief in the way her shoulders sink Uh, and then she falls Uh, And you watch as the armor just drifts down out of sight uh, into the swirling melee and chaos below. Um, A moment later, the mummy staggers back. Duncan, you're standing in in a room full of brains. Uh, Some would call it a brain. Um, Just fucking going to town. Um, And I think all of the rage and frustration about all this magical bullshit uh, you are taking out on the inside of this creature. Um, It's all the frustration about the Senkai and all these things you can't control. Um, And as you continue to just kind of like murder streak your way through... um, you come upon uh, the Elos blade wedged deep in the, uh, the the cranial floor of this creature's brain. Uh, and you can see that it has fucking ripped shit up. Uh, and you find yourself in a cavern of brain with the blade. Um, and then you notice the blade lose its glow and become dull. Um, a moment later, the gargantuan beast you're inside uh, shakes 
as the badger walkie literally tunnels into its chest, uh, kind of reverse chest bustering up and into this mummy. And with a final roar, um, you feel um, a, a presence all around you, pure magic. And as the brain begins to re-knit itself, almost without thinking, you grab the Elos blade and black out. Maka, from your position outside, clutching the face of uh, the mummy, um, you see the, the, the badger walkie begin to burrow into the chest of the creature, but it doesn't come out the other end. It is dis- seemingly disappearing as it burrows deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper inside uh, the mummy. And soon you see the mummy's face begin to grin. And with its remaining eye, it winks at you and everything goes black. When the two of you wake up, there is uh, a woman uh, standing uh, naked, covered in, in sort of like dust and gore, holding a wriggling weasel in her hands. Um, around you are a mountain of bodies, uh, witches from both sides. Um, you see uh, esper dust from a variety of uh, familiars. And uh, she looks at the two of you and says, thank you for restoring me. And then as her jaw elongates, she bites the head off the badger, which slowly turns to dust. And with a sigh, uh, she reaches out her hand to the two of you and says, uh, our deal is complete. And without waiting for confirmation, um, she grins and disappears. Suddenly, there is a whoosh of air, and the world around you seems to undulate and shift. And despite your concerns for Gwendolyn, you are forced out of the Shadowlands, ejected uh, rather rudely um, back into uh, the, uh, the crossroads that you, you first accidentally stumbled into it on, along with the remnants of a cart, two horse corpses, and two wildly desiccated dwarf bodies. As you stumble and and tumble, um, you hear a a clattering of metal. And as you you rise, uh, you see a pile of armor, a familiar pile of armor that is no longer in the shape of a person. All right, Prince, it's time to get yourself up. You're sure you'd come out. I've got your sword. And then he'll go and, like, stab it in the earth next to the the armor. Duncan. I saw her fall. I thought... I thought when she fell from Orville that it would be the same. I... I do not think she is there, Duncan. Hmm. No. It's happened before. We need to wait. We need to hold vigil until she returns to the armor. 
No, Duncan. I do not think waiting will bring her back. You hear a hinge move. You see the the jaw of the armor begin to slowly work. Slowly move, and then a hand and a shoulder. And then gradually one hand reaches up, and the body begins to reform as it struggles to its feet. And with a roll of her shoulders and a admittedly vaguely cocky stance, her royal highness, Gwendolyn, princess of Orville, says, Don't worry, guys. I'm totally fine. This episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.